0: We love bringing you Take 10, and we're at that point in life today. Another segment of Take 10. I'm Ron Aaron, along with our co-host, Carol Zerniel, a nationally known gerontologist, and Dr. Jamie Heisman, a psychotherapist who is an expert not only in caregiving, but in addictions as well. The three of us come together, bat around a topic, and Carol's going to throw the first pitch.
1: Okay, well, you know, I, I've been thinking about the strange time that we live in with COVID, and one of the things we talked about to about caregivers is advanced care planning, thinking ahead, making plans for the future. Um, and all of a sudden, we have no idea what the future brings outside of the. You know, normally we're just worried about ourselves and the situation and the person who may have an illness, the person we're caring for. And now, all of a sudden. Everything around us is also in flux. So I'm just curious: How do you know? Should we be planning for the future? Do we do we just become very um, zen and live one second at a time? What do we do in such a strange time as this?
2: You know, Carol, on a personal basis and a professional basis, I have come to the same conclusion here around COVID. That to be frank with you, I think it's even more important now than ever that advanced planning, and it's something that we as caregivers on this radio show have talked about and heard and advanced directives and planning about, you know, DNRs and whatnot, but even more so today than ever, the humility of and the fragility of our lives and the vulnerable sort side, this pandemic has shown us that we're not foolproof, that we're not superheroes, that, that, that this is a very sort of challenging world, and world. In fact, I think all of those reasons, it says that we need to project ourselves to our loved ones, the people around us, everybody, to have better advanced care planning and to be able to engage in it. Do not get sucked into the vortex or the hell of the moment. Just see the moment in a hopeful way and see what the byproduct can be, which is, hey, let's plan. You-
1: when you say advanced care planning, tell us what you mean by that.
2: Well, You know, I think in advanced care planning, I I, I don't know. I think we think together collectively as a family. Uh, We talk and communicate as a family, Um, whether it's your family of choice or your family of origin. Obviously, family of origin has a lot more misgivings in terms of not planning for, because there's always confusions at the end. So we we think and we talk, and, and then we choose something collectively with our loved one, making sure our loved one has all the ability make the decisions that they cognitively can make, that they're not sort of enabled and, and, cre- and create this learned helplessness, make sure they're involved. And then to complete things like this DNR, do not resuscitate, or, you know, you know better than anybody, the directives that we need to provide our, our surrogates that may be taking care of ourselves So uh, our, at the end. So I think this advanced care planning is really how we love to obviously live today, but how we're empowered understand that this life isn't permanent and if we do pass and if we do go on how our loved ones can can carry on in our best interest
0: i've been struck by how quickly some go and how long it takes others uh the story in the news today the actor who had been nominated for grammy awards uh, took 90 days for him to die story here in san antonio a good friend of mine's uh sister took her three days boom dead
2: so, the it is, totally it's, it's, it's so, no it seems clue. so
1: random, but
2: random, and we don't know what's happening. I, I have fear, great fear. I think our last week's show was about that. You know, for me, I've got uh, comorbid, as many do, obviously, issues and challenges. And, and so you on. have and a little their, girl because they're camped down. Yeah, they, 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 they sent her for a test, and you know, I grabbed her and held her for three days, but I'm. She's more healthy than me, but I'd be the first to go. As I th- there is a great gripping fear, not for my own life, but again about this topic, have I done the right planning? Have I really been able to make sure she and her wife is, is taken care of?
1: Well, and I'll give you an example of <laughs> of what you don't want to happen, and that's within my own family. You know, when my husband and I sat down years ago to talk about advanced planning, and what would happen if something happened to both of us? Who would raise our son? We did not come to agreement. You know, we waited until I think my son was in college and he didn't need someone to raise him anymore because we just swirled around on what was the best situation for him. And we really didn't come to any kind of agreement, which is kind of a strange thing. Uh, And we delayed it. And because there are no guarantees in this period, you know, if you you need to really sit down and have those conversations and. And, and make a decision of some sort mm-hmm. because, you know, otherwise you know, not everybody has the luxury of have waiting 10 years for somebody to grow up.
2: You're so right, Carol. And advanced planning is important. It's a legal thing. And we have to understand that if you tell your doctor and family what kind of medical care you want, that's told to your family in terms of advanced directives. And to me, a DNR is, is peaceful and considerate and compassionate for your loved ones. I did a crisis intervention in a clinic where somebody died in the waiting room, literally, and the, th- the whole crew around them broke down and said, I could have done more, I could have done more. And then we found out that this man, gratefully, wonderful family of, our, of choice, a um, patient of ours, had a very big DNR, do not resuscitate. And I said, if you came home to be with his family, you did the best you could, and thank heavens. You didn't try to resuscitate You He respected his integrity. And that's the beauty of advanced planning and DNRs.
0: And if you've only got three days, you don't have time to do it now. So the answer is start it now, get it done. A will falls into that category as well, covering aspects beyond just the health care.
2: Yeah, it does, Ron. And I think Carol's spot on, though. We, we keep pushing this off and off and off. And if nothing else, Carol, this topic that you've chosen today, COVID, Um, or even the civil unrest, all of the sort of things that we can't control has humbled us in a way that says, okay, how can we get our two feet on the ground? Well, yeah, we know how to take your oxygen first. That's cool. But also, how about for our loved ones? And that's where I think advanced planning. I think that that's why this time, of all times, is a good time to discuss this amongst everybody, especially now that you're at home and found out that we are vulnerable and we in this complex life.
1: Well, and, and, you know, the point I would make is that, Think of think of the toughest decision you might make in a healthcare situation. Do you want that burden to fall on your family members, or do you want them to know exactly how you feel so they don't have that burden? They know that they're you know they can speak to the decision that you would want made because it's a, otherwise you know it's kind of you're out there on a raft with no help if you're trying to figure out and you have no clue what your loved one would want: a heroic measures or non-heroic
2: measures. I have to so agree. You have to protect yourself, protect your rights. If it's a value-based life you're living, realize that this is a life of values, this is a life of dignity and integrity. So why do we pass that off and not do this? Because when we can't make a decision, we still want our values to continue. That's what basically passing the dignity is about, and that's about also having that respect for your loved ones to be able to carry out your wishes, not necessarily theirs.
0: Well, having advanced directives helped my mother in an amazing way uh my dad one morning stood up had a pulmonary embolism and dropped dead in the bedroom and uh uh she insisted all the way to the hospital with EMS try to resuscitate and they said ma'am uh, there's nothing we can do and when she got to the hospital my brother met her and said mom dad had a DNR he knew that something like this might happen he's you know took care of that and that made her feel so much better
2: Wow, it takes the guilt off, the shame off. Right. What if I had done this? The couldas and shouldas. And it also says he cared or she cared, remember it is, enough to be able to take that, like Carol said it best, take that decision away, that, that very tough decision. So I think that's really a powerful thing. And I think you can do this online if you're at home and you're quarantined. You can go to the places to find that, the advance directives and the attorneys and, and Zoom, legal Zoom and things like that. But so I start talking about it now, collectively, amongst your family. I know that we don't do that until it's too late, but do it in a way that, that doesn't have the somber, depressed sort of feel. Do it in a way of respect. got to stop you there. Integrity.
0: We are flat out of time. Or get Dr. Jamie on Zoom. He can do it with you. Thank you for joining us on Take <laughs> 10. I'm Ron Aaron, along with Dr. Jamie Heisman and Carol Zernial. Thanks for joining us on 930 AM, The Answer. Caregiving is incredibly difficult and challenging for thousands of people caring for someone they love. It's a job that is demanding and often feels as if it's never-ending. Caregivers feel alone and lonely. That's where Caregiver SOS On Air comes to the rescue. This half-hour weekly program features nationally known gerontologist Carol Zerniel and attorney and veteran broadcaster Ron Aaron. Ooh, that's me. Caregiver SOS On Air, Saturday
2: mornings at 7.30, Sunday evenings 5.30, on 9.30 a.m., The Answer.